0: hello there you uh, sexy citizens and welcome back to this week's episode of drop the app podcast <laughs> thanks for listening wherever you're listening from and uh yeah join us while we pick up where we left off Okay, let's do it. Kenny, how are you doing this week? Are you still are you still knee deep in assignments? Man, I am
1: I I I was knee deep in assignments and I was You've pulled borrowed out. You've burrowed your way out.
0: You've burrowed out of them.
1: I was pulled out because oh. um so with everything going on in the world at the moment, yeah. uh, at work, some of the hours were getting cut and for like a month I was only getting one day a week. So in an, an entire month I worked like 3 days, right? Jesus. Then uh, I text my boss and I was like hey listen man like I get it like everyone's getting like you yeah. know it, it, like everyone has to take a bit of a hit like everyone's getting their hours cut uh, but if there was any extra shifts gone I would like super appreciate if you gave them to me yeah of course and... because you're not making any money like I mean well, yeah. in, in that situation yeah.
0: they should probably like, I'm, like you're an essential worker yes but they can't they can't just cut your hours and then not pay you the same like I mean they, they they should what they really should be doing is paying you for the same amount of hours you would have done and then making you come in less
1: uh, yeah I don't know like or like whatever but like I was like okay I just need money you know yeah I just need to pay for things you know I got I got pills and uh, <laughs> stuff so <laughs> I got
0: I gotta get that devil's lettuce I gotta man's bank yeah. ain't, ain't with it at the
1: moment my dealer he getting angry <laughs> I, I gotta get that, i gotta get that cheddar but um so anyway so i asked for i asked for more hours and he at first he was like uh he, he said something he said something along the lines of okay i'll think about it or like i'll keep that in mind which led me to believe he just kind of went whatever but uh like last week he i got an extra day he was like oh do you are you able to come in this day and i went yeah sure and i was like Ooh, like you know mm. um, and then this week i was scheduled in for two days but then i got asked to come in an extra two days so four days so oh. in this one week i worked more than i did over the past month holy you shit know? so it's it's the but it's this it's the it's the bittersweetness lean because i i wouldn't have minded if it was like four days on the roster then i could plan my week around it but i was like okay i'm in work wednesday all day thursday blitzing out the assignments yeah. Then it was Thursday morning, get the text, you want to come in? I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, so I'm in work uh, Thursday and Friday. So Saturday, Sunday, blitzing out the assignments. Then I'm mm. in work uh, Friday, and it wasn't even the manager. It was like the manager's, either like, you know, the sub-manager. And she was like, oh, hey, uh, the manager wanted to know, can you work on Saturday? And, like, I was probably silent for, like, oh 30 God. seconds. Nice. Like, just thinking about because I was like because well the main problem is if I say no after asking for all these extra hours then I will never get them again you know like like if I if I go hey but man more notice really is not
0: it. like a crazy fucking request like I mean if you're asked for more hours it's a thing where they should be like all right next week can you do this day this day they can't call you the morning off when someone's called yeah. in sit. like I, I like it, it it's not a bad thing if you'd say no and of course if they don't give you the errors that's fucking bullshit and there's nothing you can really do about yeah, it
1: Yeah like but the, I suppose this thing it's the thing of the perfect world in the perfect world yes one day of notice or like or even like the morning off that's not enough notice and sometimes i do have plans but uh on the other hand i just have a feel like it's just it's just that thing where if i go no like i can't i've got stuff and he goes okay and then like that if i just start seeing one day you know again i nice. have to
0: just mute that in the edit I mean,
1: <laughs> do you mind yeah do you mind not driving your <laughs> shut do up mind not like driving around your your dirt bike in your room while we're recording. <laughs> I've got my just
0: no. I was asking it's my it's my sewing machine. I'm just fucking. I've got the table. I've got the underneath. I'm making us DTA jackets. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <gasps> nice. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um. So, it's been a hectic week for you.
1: Yeah, pretty hectic. But did you get the assignments done? Mm, I got I got mm, some of them done. Mm. Um. I really wanted to use this week to get so they're like there's three chunks I got one chunk done and I wanted to start the other two but I didn't get to start the other two but I'm fairly happily done the other so I don't have to worry about them yeah so that's something and right before I came on I was filming a little presentation I had to record like a 10 minute presentation nice Um, so I was doing that right before we came on so I got that done now don't have to worry about that so yeah nice. so it's, it's, all good. it's all good I had
0: some I had some college stuff this week also which is Oh yeah. Crazy my my college my my college stuff has just been so um sparse because it's all gone online but it's a uh, you know I'm doing you know I'm doing Bow Street and, you know, it's acting. And it's just that thing where I I, I just don't feel like a lot of the stuff can happen on Zoom. But So what they're doing yeah. is they kind of have all these classes up their sleeve that they're able to pull out to do on Zoom if they need to until we can get back in. And they've been using them up, you know. And so um, one of those classes was that they gave us an assignment that they only ever give to the full-time students, but they gave it to us, the part-time students, because there was nothing else for us to do. So it was this assignment where it was like a music video, but it, it wasn't. like So what it was was it was this, like, lip sync tape so you pick a song it's just one take you lip sync it and then you you know you do your work on the script on the lyrics and you you know come up with a whole not come up with it but you try and perform it naturally as you're lip syncing it you know and um it was like this was like probably like one of those times where you know we were in disco inferno together we did this uh musical in sixth year and i always tell you that's the last time i felt like i was actually like good at acting because every time after that I just I just hate it (laughs) and I just get terrible notes and it's because I'm actually just getting notes now obviously but you know this was like the first time in ages that I was like I feel really good about this because I taped it over four days I think I did about 30 or 35 different takes of this Um, music video thing to send in and every time i watched it i was like i have a problem with this and there's a problem and my lips aren't matching up there and i want to get it perfect and now the the performance is a bit weird there i need to you know Mm. and so eventually i came up with this clip this this take about an hour before the deadline and we'd have a week to do it and so i had it sent it in and then we go to the class right and he's watching them all and mine one's like second last or something right and i'm like oh god i'm gonna be sitting here for three hours just worrying and um, as he's giving notes, I'm just, I'm just watching mine in the corner of the screen over and over again. And I'm like, I think it's OK. And the more he's giving notes, I'm just like, I think it's OK. And he's saying things that like people should have done. And I'm like, I did that. And I'm like, I think it's all right. And then eventually we get to mine and uh, he's watching it. And then, and then here's what he does. He's sitting there watching it. And then he reaches back like this, gets a bowl of cereal. And starts eating it while watching mine and i was like can you fucking watch it please like I, <laughs> I put a lot of time into this right and then he's eating the fucking cereal like this head down and i'm like man <laughs> watch my tape he puts the bowl down and then he's like you know like this bobbing his head and then it gets to the last bit of the song like the last chorus, and he proper is going like this hasn't done this on any of the songs so far right yeah, yeah. and even at the end he stops it and he goes oh liam and i go shimmy coming in and uh he just loved it he thought it was really good and he'd watched it already so he didn't you know and and he didn't really give me any notes on it he said he said i don't want to put a fault on it because there aren't really any and i was like but do give me notes though because i do you know and like i mean i just i just it just it was so (laughs) it was so validating to me to know that i have like an idea of what's good and what's not good you know because like, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's the worry you're doing all these things these creative things and you're like there's a chance it's just shit there's just a chance it's all just terrible but no one's telling me yeah. and I, I don't know but I think I'm glad that deep down I think I, I yeah. do know somewhere in there whether something's shit or not even if it is me even though I'm the biased <laughs> and I want to be good I can just tell
1: I, I have a similar thing where um I do have this like niggling fear that I'm just delusional that like everything yeah. I do yeah. like when I'm like I'm I've got you know, I'm gonna write a play, and then I'm like, what if it's terrible? Because I feel like there's two types of people when looking for, I suppose like inspiration or learning more about a craft. like for learning about stories and stuff, there might be some people who will go and they'll find a YouTube channel or a podcast or a yeah. book and they'll re- and they'll learn all about how good movies are made, what you should do, hmm. and how to write a good story whereas I'm the opposite I I love watching really terrible things like mm-hmm. <laughs> like where they watch the worst film like they watch like the room or like you know stuff like that yeah. and they dissect it and they pick it apart piece by piece and talk exactly uh, about how it's terrible and then I go okay I just won't do any of that it's like it's like opposite learning you know I yeah. just learn what and then don't do it um, but the problem is, you watch so many people, and it's like, uh, like there's a series I watch called The Best of the Worst, and um, on it they always have these like films that are just, you can tell, they're vanity projects because it's written, directed, and starring the the guy, and it's always this like outish himself, this film or play or show, and uh, and they're just delusional, but they've gotten people to go along with it. They got like you know, and I'm like, what if that's me? i'm in my head i'm like yes this is brilliant but i'm gonna end up like one of these guys so it's good when you when you hear that uh validation and and like getting notes and stuff it's funny because like that when like a lot of teachers or like directors or whatever you know the the thing is if you're not getting notes take it as a good sign that what you're doing is good don't change it but sometimes you're like could you give me notes but like just just tell me what is good you know validate me could you just just you know just tell me everything you like about me uh, yeah. as a person yeah. and you know yeah you know, do you ever get that
0: of course of course all the time i mean you just need you need to i mean that's the thing it, it's like when you're uh, when you're really putting yourself out there with this stuff like when we were in when i was in the third year of college and i was doing monologues i was doing a monologue from uh hamlet right and it was the oh this to solid flesh monologue you know and i'm really going for it like i'm really Giving it my yeah. all in it, it, doing that monologue, right? You know, it's 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 hard enough because you're in front of your class, you're getting notes on it, and you know when you get notes on something in front of a class, it's sort of that thing where you're like, I'm going to be told what I did wrong about it in front of my peers, yeah. which is fine, yeah. but you're really going for it and. I, I wouldn't mind hearing the positives as well because I did you know say you do all this work on, on a monologue or a piece or whatever it is and then you do it and you get a total of things that are wrong and you're sort of like I need you to also validate the creative process I went through to get here you know did I yeah, make good yeah. decisions were there good decisions in there you know because you, you try stuff out like that you know even if um yeah even if say you know i made i made that little short film thing a while ago that i filmed on my own and of course there's a lot of problems with it you know there's a lot of things that aren't perfect about it. it's because it was like you know a little experimental thing but you know yeah. it's also good to hear that people think that it's good for what it is and it's like good hearing notes about the story yeah. and stuff like that because it's like there is it's like it just shows me that in my head i do have a good perception as to what is entertaining and what is engaging and you you need that you need this for the survival of the creative juices you need it to
1: flow you know yeah you need balance because I like obviously I understand why you know say like an acting teacher or or any kind of teacher when it it comes to anything creative you can't overindulge in the good aspects you don't want to tell someone that they're brilliant all the time because because especially when it comes to acting and stuff there's so many egos Mm. that that's why I favourite the compliment sandwich where you have a compliment a criticism yes. and then finish off with a compliment uh, I like what you did there perhaps in the middle you could take a look at it again but overall really enjoyed it well done yeah I was on the receiving end on a, of a few uh, I would call like criticism crackers uh, in college <laughs> where it was <laughs> oh my God. like an open-faced ham and cheese like you know did you
0: just make that up right now did you just make that up right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's something it's a concept i've had in my head since college because i've always oh. thought of it i always because i've always known about the compliment oh. sandwich compliment criticism compliment but i just got <laughs> uh compliment criticism criticism yeah 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 and then and then it was topped off with nothing it was just open-faced so it was <laughs> like uh yeah uh, really good monologue but uh you did this wrong and i think you'd really uh, tighten this up and overall you should probably look at this next mm. and you're like where was the bread where mm. was the topper <laughs> You're not making a pizza <laughs> you know. here
0: my darling You need some dough on top I don't know I don't know what the fuck you're doing That's great Criticism cracker That's been living in your head Rent free for years <laughs> Oh my god It's why I
1: watched um, se- <laughs> Semi related I watched that episode of The Office last night Where uh, Andy does Sweeney Todd Yeah Yeah Oh man like, I fucking love it, like, man. it was. <laughs> it was pretty funny But like it, like that bit when his phone starts ringing was all my worst nightmares. yeah, I know in my, I like know. in my entire life all at once. <laughs> it's so bad when when the guy's like trying to improv around it and he's like, you know, is oh, there's a bird tweeting? And you're like, I think what's so painful about that is is that is something that would hundred percent happen in real life is some, of I can course. imagine like a theatery person being like, I, I can save this. I can improv around it. It'd be like a bird. And then, yeah, it's just Andy where he's like, I'll just put the bird on silent. Yeah. And then it's like ringing again. He's getting emails. And uh, like just the, the awkwardness, like just standing on stage. And it's everyone's so like,
0: That's it. For anyone who hasn't seen, obviously, I think everyone's seen The Office. But not only does his phone ring while the play is on, but he's in the play and it's in his pocket. And, he,
1: and he's on stage with his phone ring. Does he give out oh. about it as well? Does he go, Guys, like, um oh the the Swedish odd guy, he's at first he's like he's like there's a bird loose in the in the in the room or whatever. Maybe someone can, you know, silence the bird or put it back in its cage. Mm. And everyone's like, hee hee hee. And yeah. then uh His and then he's growing. like, come on guys, like turn off your phone. Like, you know, there's signs everywhere. And uh oh, God. Oh, it's, oh, it's just horrible, it was horrible to watch. But I don't know, it just reminded me of um apparently uh, reminded me of like some awkward stuff like that we've done. Or other people have done in college. Like do you remember when we were doing Shakespeare monologues and there was a girl in the class who oh, yeah. uh, her whole her whole monologue her whole monologue was revolved around this ring. Yeah. She had to perform her monologue to do this ring.
0: So we so we just just to just to give an idea of like the setup though, it's like every other student in our course, all the years around us, first year and third year, we're in second year, and we're all performing these monologues as an audition for our Shakespeare play at the end of the year and what happens is the way they structure it is they all kind of happen back to back to back and so they link in kind of seamlessly into each other you know so once it goes once it starts there's no clap after monologues it just moves into the next one and the next one and people are characters in each other's and you know so it's this really like big thing and the girl who started the whole thing her whole monologue's about this ring it's from is it from i don't know what's from is it from two gentlemen of frona i don't know but um yeah, so it starts off the whole thing that begins the whole show of monologues is that there's this <laughs> ring on the floor in the middle of the stage, and we're all sitting at the back of the stage, and she goes up and finds it, right? And uh, Kenny, I'll let you tell it. I'll let you tell it because it's too entertaining not to. Tell- I can't take it away from you. Yeah,
1: yeah, I've dubbed. I've, 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 yeah, <laughs> it's perfect because she was a part of my whole performance. If this ring is not here, my life is over. So she was like before the show. She's like, how am I going to do it? Because she's up first Um, and usually for all the other props, whoever was on before you would leave your prop there as they finished. But because she was there was no one there to do that. So she was like, I'll just go up, put it on stage before everyone arrives. Then when everyone sits down. I can just go up and it will already be there. Grand, except our like acting teacher and the director got up and was like uh, he, goes, he goes he says um you know this is the this is the thing here's my monologue you know just uh, be polite and you know blah 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 and as he's walking away he kicks the ring with his foot. Is that yeah that's what happened. You have looking at your face that's what happened. Yeah. Um but no one knew no one foot. could hear it it didn't make and any it, noise and it, like slides, but it was like silent. <laughs> And I don't know where it went up. See, this is the thing where my memory's failing me because I can't remember whether some bits actually happened or we just joked about them. But after he no. kicked the ring, we didn't know where the ring went. And someone either joked about this happening or it actually happened that it was under his foot, like he was sitting down and it was just underneath his foot or something. But anyway, <laughs> so we kicked the I... ring off the stage. and But no one's seen it, uh, or at least she didn't see it. So then when she got up, she was got up and she did this like beautiful like she went over to where the ring was clearly it wasn't there like look to the left look to the right not there <laughs> and like had this moment like a brief like pause of like five seconds where everyone else who was watching it who didn't know she was like wow oh like she's in the moment she's just feeling the emotions." i imagine yeah. in her head yeah. she was thinking oh fuck. Oh bollocks Like And then she <laughs> just Pretended She just bent down And and pretended to pick up An imaginary ring And uh, Just did the whole no, thing No No she didn't a... No What did she do
0: No She went up And she was like Proper doing her whole Character walk thing And she yeah, got yeah, up yeah. there And she looked down To where the ring was And it wasn't there But no one knew Like not even we knew That it was missing We were all just watching her Like wow <laughs> And then uh, <laughs> Then she does like This weird like Spiral walk kind of around where the wing was and her head's fucking like like darting everywhere but like it's still in character in a sort of a saucy sort of a you know look around like I'm very much here you know and um and it wasn't there (laughs) and then and then Paul is sort of like like hand on he's he's like oh (laughs) he's like where's the ring and so she's kind of like and looks at Paul (laughs) And then I think it was under his foot. I think it was under his foot. And so he took it, put it back down, apologised, and then she sat down and then got up again and did it with the ring. Did that happen? Did that happen like that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. They found it and put it back and then she did it again with the ring.
1: Man, my like... I think I just like make up the memories I don't remember. Man, like, I, just I do in too. The I do
0: that all the time. I do that literally all the time. I think I... I'm, I, I I sometimes, like, make up memories about, like, college and about, like, school before college and stuff like that that I think are fucking awesome. But then when I recount it, like, actually in my head, I go, oh, wait, it was nowhere near that cool. It was yeah, never that cool. That didn't
1: happen.
0: <laughs> I, I was in... It's funny that we were talking about Disco Inferno. I remember there's this moment in Disco Inferno where I had, like, a big, like, echoey mic on, right? And I had Jan by, like, the cuff. And... Uh, I remember... I remember... When I was thinking back on it... I was like... Man, that was so fucking cool... Because like... I had him by like... The collar... And then... I like... Threw him down... But I was holding him up by the collar... And I was screaming at him... And it was like... Wow... And um... But then like... When you actually think... But like... That's how it felt to me... And I just imagined it looked how it felt... But what it really looked like... Was just me... Like holding a much buffer guy than me he was really holding himself up <laughs> you know <laughs> and then and then me going ah! and then there was an echo sound effect and then the lights didn't even go off because it was still daytime so you could still see everything but the actual lights they were showing went off yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I was just I, I was just in dim outdoor lighting holding this guy <laughs> and then running off stage to get in a fucking sheepskin vest so I get <laughs> yeah I remember, like <laughs> I, I
1: remember was it Fire. was. It, was it in Disco Inferno that um, there was, it was like a queue where, because it was all like 70s music, so they had like a, a medley of like uh, YMCA and uh, in the Navy and like yes. stuff. Yes. And the cue for it was i I said something to, to Jan, and then I break the fourth wall and I go, in the Navy, and I look at the audience, and was supposed to go, in the Navy, and then in the actual thing, I went, in the navy, oh my God! Did did, did and it was like it <laughs> oh was like God. It felt. Oh my God! What, uh, okay, <laughs> like like I'm thinking back, and it was probably like ten seconds solid silence. Yeah. It felt like yeah. <laughs> like an eternity because I just had to hold a pose, and everyone was like, "What the mm. fuck is going on?" Mm. <laughs> like, look at this stupid kid. Like,
0: there's. It's insane. It's insane. The 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 like. How awkward it is To to have just silence During a show Like, okay. ad, like I was ADing um, The first year show Last year And they were all going on And the, the lines were just a bit Uncozy They were just a bit Uncozy with the lines Yeah right? And um, They're on stage And I'm backstage Because I'm also in the show Because someone dropped out So I had to be in the show And um, I'm backstage And I'm just sitting there I'm just chilling Because I'm not in the show that much It was a small part So I was like fine yeah. And uh, So I'm chilling backstage And then I, 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 I'm, I notice that it's silent uh, and I go hmm I go hmm but then I wonder I'm like how long has it been silent for for me to realise it's silent because I wasn't listening
1: yeah
0: and then the silence continues and it continues Kenny and it gives me enough time to walk out from backstage and have a look and see what the fuck is going on and they're both there's the there's t- these two guys are just standing on stage like looking at each other yeah. and one of them's dropped a line i don't know what it is but it's like i really you really at a certain point you got to blame the people on the lighting desk they should have just fucking been like the rest of the scene is not that important play it and then just change the lights change the music and just gone and and then it was funny because one of the actors goes "Line, right and they didn't have the line <laughs> they <didn't> have the... <laughs> so all you could hear all you could hear was fuck oh, shit shit Oh, fuck fuck <laughs> right and I'm there and I'm like I'm backstage and I'm like I know the line but I'm not gonna say it because imagine imagine if I'm backstage and I just go like but who are you to say this and then they go but who are you to say this when the, when the first <laughs> flicking pages? and also I was like any second there they're just gonna say it and then how awkward would it be if I said it but then halfway through me saying it they found yeah, it and yeah, said yeah. it and then they didn't yeah. hear it
1: <laughs> because oh. they-, <laughs> if they have to go you, know, <laughs> you go who are you to say that? Who are you? And then it just jumbled, and then they go. And they go, wait. What? what? <laughs> Line Who again. You? Who are you? Please. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Line from just you. And <laughs> they point to
1: someone. Oh. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, oh my god, it's so you bad. You know what the, the worst, worst one was? Um, was when uh, the first night of 20 seconds, when we had to do the elevator oh. <laughs> stopping. So we're, so we,
0: write so me and Kenny write a play. And it's the first play we've ever written. And considering it was the first play, it's pretty fucking good. I'm not gonna lie. We spent a lot of time on it. I'd say three months writing that in total. um, And then another few, couple of months drafting it and polishing it and stuff. And so we put it on. Oh, man, we put on this play on our own. Our own theatre company, our own play. We rent out the theatre. We sell tickets to the play. We get posters, pictures, everything made. And then it comes to the first night and of course we haven't got a director we're directing it ourselves because we've already spent enough money on fucking posters and the theatre right so we get into the space we're doing it and the whole premise of the play two guys get in an elevator then the elevator breaks down and then ooh you know what? they're stuck there two characters in an elevator what could happen and um, and so we're there on the first night and the tech the tech is just all over the place usually for a play you will have at least half of like at least half a day to do tech like a, like to just to tech the whole show lights you know sounds actions blocking you need all that time because blocking it is fine for the actors but then you have to get everything else that fucking goes into it so quickly done it's such a stress but um we're waiting for our tech we're in there about 6 hours before the first show because we didn't get in the day before it was like a bank holiday or something so we're waiting and then um <laughs> And then we're waiting some more and some more, some more. And then we're waiting for them to get all set up so we can go in and start teching the show. And then, uh, it's about two hours before the show and I go, wow, we are cutting it close. At this point, we will not get to do a whole run of the show with the tech. We'll just have to tech it and then do it live. And, uh, then it's an hour and a half before the show, and I'm going in constantly being like, hi, guys, so uh, how's, how, how's it going? You know, and they're, and they're like, oh, good, 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 just a few more minutes. And then it's an hour before the show, and I go, the show isn't even an hour long. We Like, th- <laughs> right now, we just, we're, we're, we're And then I go in, and we're like, guys, what is going on? And then they're stressed. They don't know what to do. Everything's going wrong. They don't know what's going on. So we go for the bare minimum lighting, bare minimum sound, bare everything. It's insane. The show starts... And of course the first thing that happens in the show is the elevator breaks down. And I don't know why but I guess me and Kenny just (laughs) decided never to rehearse this. (laughs) We were too focused on like the play. So we were just like I guess it'll just happen. And then oh and then it happened and of course the whole idea was that the lights would go off but then of course because we were rushing we just kind of had this one light on for the whole show so you could see us and then we we hadn't done a text so we had no cue for when the elevator was going to break down so the guy on sound just plays this sound effect me and kenny it's it's like the sound of an elevator breaking but there's like three crashes in it so it's like ksh, ksh, ksh. And me and kenny we like we're, i'm like <laughs> we just never even decided what we were gonna fall on so that happens there's a moment of freezing like deer in the headlights where it's like what is it and then the second one happens kenny goes oh. <laughs> 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 I, and i'm totally fine and then i follow him a second later and we look like we're doing like fucking capoeira <laughs> 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 and there's just a dim blue light on us and we're just like "Ah!" Oh, as this terrible sound effect plays and it just so abruptly stops as well it's like Shit! and we're like "What?" <laughs> it's like, Are you okay? Well, of course I'm fucking okay. Like what was that?
1: <laughs> it's cause what was it suppo- it was 'cause what was supposed to happen was um I we, we, we didn't really reason, it, but all we knew was I started on one side and you started on the other, but from the crashing we we're supposed to swap oh. sides. So so when so when it was like ka chunk ka chunk and, and we started moving <laughs> it was oh. I think what was supposed to happen was like we kinda do like a oh and like kinda crouch down really quickly as if the force of the elevator kind of pushed us down. But instead, yeah, we mm. just started spinning, like spinning around. we yeah. so We like orbiting each other. As if it was fucking as if it was Willy Wonka's elevator that stopped yeah. and we were like <laughs> But I like we were each spinning <laughs> independently and then spinning around each yeah. other to get to our marks. And and then oh, and then it stopped and like there were so many things wrong. We had like the the elevator wall and uh, like what? Mm. Like the poster fell off the wall because like we hung it up with like a frame, and uh, oh, Christ. and we like had a kind of coke that we... got kicked off the side of the stage.
0: Oh my God! Did the glass break in the
1: frame? Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether we could afford a real glass frame. No, plastic. no, that
0: was in rehearsals. That happened. That was in rehearsals. So we, so guys, you know, we did everything ourselves. So we built the set ourselves as well. I we had to build an elevator. Like, what are we gonna do? So all we did was we just built the back wall of an elevator, put a handrail on it, put some supports at the back, and some weights on it, and then boom, we had a set. But then we were like, there's a whole section in the play where we're talking about this poster. You know, they have advertisements in elevators, and you know, so we had this ad for milk. in in the elevator and we put it up frame nailed it on fine and uh, then there's this bit where kenny throws me against the back wall and i hit the back wall the frame fell glass breaks and we're like oh fuck and uh improv on we went it was like the guy in sweeney todd in in the thing and so here's the worst story here's the biggest horror story this is the closest it's ever been to really fucking up on stage is the coke can. there's a scene in the play where we have like a lunch in the elevator Kenny's got like snacks with him you know so before the play Kenny's putting stuff into his little rucksack thing right and he's got the sandwich prop in the bag can of coke in the bag right and then Kenny just puts a little bottle of Tipperary water in there and I go Ken what are you doing and then he goes "Um, I just want it to look like there's more in the bag and I kind of and at that point I was a bit like cautious I was like maybe you shouldn't put that in there though because uh, I don't know it just feels complicated I was like whatever 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 and um, yeah and so we go out on stage. We're doing the show. We're about 40 minutes into this two-man show, no interval, no nothing, right? And they're very intense. And then the can of coke is out on stage. We've got it there. There's a little kerfuffle on stage, and then Kenny fucking full on swings and kicks that can of coke, not even off stage, through the fucking wall and into the fucking car park. It went it was, flying.
1: It was It it did it did go off the stage and like into like where the dressing rooms were, like off. Like it was really yeah. far back And
0: then And so that happens And oh my god Deer in the headlights For the third time Probably that evening We're like What the fuck Do we do The can of coke Was such an integral part Of the play It was it's an, It, it, it comes up as a theme In the play We talk about it The yeah, taste it, of it, it How the can opens Like It happens c- a lot <laughs> It's all in It's there. like
1: the ring It's like the ring from earlier It's a very important part Of what is to come
0: Yeah And so he kicks it off And we're like Fuck and the scene's going on. And we're just saying the lines. But I'm like, I'm dazed. And I'm just trying to think of how we're going to get around the whole thing. And Kenny's like the same. But then suddenly Kenny just seems fine. And I'm like, what's he going to do? Because we can't walk out and get it. Because we're in an elevator. It ruins the whole thing. You know, so we can't leave. And so <laughs> so we sit down. And I'm like just shitting myself. I'm like, what are we going to do? And then Kenny just pulls out that tipperary water out of the bag. And goes up for a, a refreshing bottle of Tipperary water, <laughs> and we just improvised for a full fucking five minutes about Tipperary water instead of the can of coke. And oh Jesus, from that night on, I think we had like seven or eight cans of coke yeah. on us in various places on stage every sick. night just in case. Oh the stress, <laughs> Jesus, that was stressful. Oh, <laughs> okay, enough with the theater nightmares. Oh my God, I'm having I'm having flashbacks like PTSD. <laughs> wow, but um. Let's talk about what I'm doing now, which is not theatre. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's, <laughs> I'm, um, I, you, you know, I got my hours reduced in work and stuff. Yeah. But it's funny because I did that so I'd have more time to do creative stuff. And it's actually insane. I'm actually doing more creative stuff. What? It's crazy. Like, I'm actually, I like, I'm working like a full time day at home doing creative stuff. And it's insane. Like, I'm here. I didn't think I was going to be this much. For, I, I, oh, I got a desk. Because I was like, I'm spending so much time here. I might as well get myself a desk. I've got a de- my computer isn't on a stack of drawers anymore with that's, a chair and a stool in front of it.
1: How do you fit a desk in your room? That's not that's not like a burn. Like that's not an insult. That's no, like I know. Oh, I know.
0: Tiny room. The, the, like. I mean, I I figured it out. Like so, what I did was I, I I took the drawers, put them in this little weird cubbyhole thing on the sides. They're gone out of the way now. So I had this little space behind my bed. Um, measured it out, and I had a hundred centimeters to work with. Right. Um. So I was like, right, that's not a lot. Yeah. Um, no, it was. it's a meter. I have one meter, right? And so I was like, right. I knew I needed a desk and I was like, oh, fuck. So uh, I went to, I went to, I looked it up online. I was looking up loads of stuff. Molly was like, Liam, you need a desk because you're working so much there. My back was in bits. So I was like, okay, yeah. i got to get a desk. Looking them up and I'm like, B&Q, any desks? No. Um. And then I go for, like, you know, uh, Harvey Norman. I'm doing all these places. Nothing, like, really that I want. Like, all kind of really basic desks that I feel like would just break. And then I look at Woody's. And they have this one. It looks pretty good. It's like a small wooden one. And it fits into the space. And it's not very, like, lengthwise it's perfect. But then widthwise it's just very thin. But I'm like, it's the only one that I kind of can get. So I go down and I see it. And I go, great. But then there's one beside it. And this one beside it was just the one. Yeah. It was, like, black glass. Ooh. Right? And then um, it had some nice metal legs, it looked good and it was the perfect size, a little bit wider as well, right? And I'm like, this is perfect. And so I'm looking around, I'm like, how much is it? Because the original desk was sick, uh, it was 80 for the original desk, right? And so I'm like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about spending 80, but it's an investment, it's I'm working at home now, I need to do it, you know? And so I'm looking around and I can't find a price on it anywhere. Then I go to a worker and I go, hey, can you find, um, you know, uh, a price for this? And he goes, I'm sorry, I actually have no idea. I, I don't know. And I was like, oh, OK, because they were, they were kind of moving everything around. There's yeah. loads of signs everywhere. They didn't know what the name of the desk was. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, Ugh. and I'm on the phone to Molly and she goes, if it's less than 120 or 120, I think you should get it. And more than that, maybe, you know, not. But if yeah. it's that, I think that's how much it's worth, you know, and I go, fine. Okay. I look it up online and you know what? It's 117 quid, right? And I go, fuck. Like, I know I said if it was under 120, but it just feels like a lot. And so I go, no. Commit, Liam. Invest in yourself. You are a worker. A creative busy bee, if you will. And it's only fair for you to treat yourself how you want others to treat you. And I want to get treated, Kenny. So I treated myself. (laughs) I grab the desk. Bring it up, right? I didn't ask for any help with this shit. I double hand shandied it up to the fucking till, right? and I get nice. there I come in and I go here's the desk and I'm already doing the maths in my head as to how mm-hmm. many hours I worked mm-hmm. to afford this desk Kenny that's what I do mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I give it to her she scans it and I've got my debit card in my hand and I'm like Fah, you know and then she goes alright that'd be 70 and I go ah. <laughs> And you know what, Kenny? When I say I was stiff as a rock, oh my <laughs> God. I, You know in the Michael Jackson music video where he flips the coin yeah. uh, and it lands on the... That was my credit card into the machine. I was like, fuck! And it flew and went, and it went in. I played a chord on the keypad with my with my pin, 2507. I threw it in, and uh, I'll have to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, nice. I got it, man, and I built it, and I fucking swear to God, it's such a good investment. But uh, but back to what I'm saying, <laughs> I are on a desk rant there. But um, I'm doing all the creative stuff at home, and I'm feeling great about it. But I'm having a bit of pro- trouble with, like, the, the balance between, like, you know, in, in, like I'm working from home I'm doing all the creative stuff now But now I'm not I'm not chilling So now I'm actually like I feel like I'm just putting less effort into everything Because I'm just not chilling at all But like It's a lot of work But like this is the dream This is what the dream was When we were in college When we were doing You know like crazy errors And McDonald's and stuff like that The dream was just to be doing stuff Creative And be able to somehow end up monetizing mm-hmm. it And then last week I got commissioned to edit um This company's Jerusalem challenge It was a uh, I had a friend in work and her dad has a business and then she was like, can you edit it and we'll pay you for it? And uh, yeah, I did that. I spent like hours on it and I did it. And then um, I was doing my Bow Street stuff. I'm doing like the ad thing for the Shakespeare thing. I was just like, oh, I'm just loving it. But then uh, it's funny because it's actually making me enjoy work a little bit more as well because I'm just um, getting out of the house and going to work. And so it's weird enjoying it now. And, uh, you know, Kenny, I finally got the thanks that I deserve in work. Yeah. for being an essential worker for doing all that stuff you know what they gave me Kenny? <laughs> oh yeah they gave me a cupcake and on the cupcake it said thank you
1: that's worse than what I was going to say <laughs> a,
0: a, a one for all voucher to the value of five quid get yourself a treat guys go on ASOS whatever you want I was I us. was going to say 50 yeah no 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 <laughs> No. they were like um, guys you helped us hit our target of 100 million for the year so go upstairs. There's a little treat for you guys up
1: there, and I go up cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> because of like, you, fuck you, Mister Mr. <laughs> Mr. Arnett was able to put an extra wing on his house. He was able to buy that yacht. He didn't think he was going to be able to afford when the corona hit. He upgraded his car and his mm. summer home. And you know what? He wants to show his appreciation. So you guys head up there. Head up to the staff room. Yeah. Don't worry. You don't have to clock out, but uh, don't take any longer than five minutes and um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well there might
0: be a little something there for you there's um I'm going to say something a little bit cheeky here Kenny on i uh, I'm sure if this got back to, I thought about God. this as soon as the, my manager said it in work it's very passing I'm sure no one else thought this but he was saying that basically we have to start getting things in order because you know the managers are doing walks of the floor people who are very high up you know they're doing walks seeing how things are and the guy who owns the whole place is Donald right and um, yeah He's like, oh, uh, Donald hasn't done a walk yet. I'm not sure why he hasn't been in, but uh, I'm sure he will be in. And I'm like, I know why he's not in. Because there's a pandemic on. And he's at home staying safe. Good for him. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm here. <laughs> you know? Like, of course yeah. he hasn't fucking come in. He doesn't want to get it. And he doesn't have to. But don't... <laughs> like, here I am, in Probably here. Probably
1: living in his mansion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> of course he's not fucking coming in. He's chilling out in a Jaguar. Like, he doesn't need to be here. Like...
1: Oh, it's insane, but uh, <laughs> I won't complain. Oh, this guy, the the owner of my job always comes in, comes in and does like little walks around, and uh, I don't mind too much. Like it's always like, oh, better look busy, you know. Even if I'm doing stuff, I always feel like I have to look busy. Mm. But uh, my one greatest fear is um, so I've worked. I've worked in a place I am now for probably about six months. I'd say six, seven months, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's like yeah, I've been there for a little bit, and uh, I still haven't gotten a name tag. Uh, stop what which is like an essential part of the it's an essential part of the uniform that's insane on my like first day he was like here's your he's like here's your you know uniform top and here's like your uniform jacket mm. uh, and then he just didn't mention the, the name tag and then there was like a couple I think it was like a few months later one of the manager, like one of the sub managers was like uh, where's your name tag and I was like I haven't gotten one like and then he was like oh yeah well like you know you have to pay for them and I was like oh well, like I still, I haven't gotten the first one. Like I haven't lost it. I was just never given one. Yeah. So now, it's it's this weird thing where it's gone on so long, that if I if I say it now, if I go, you know, I I still haven't gotten a name tag. Is that on me? If they go, are, is he going to go? Why didn't you tell me? Or do I go? Why didn't you? You say no. I did tell you. So now also, I'm afraid. What do they know? I don't care. Like it's a name, name tag. You give it to what me. Well, that's the thing. Like no one's noticed. No, <laughs> no nobody's noticed oh god um, that, 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 that sounds kind of sad that
0: sounds a little bit sad <laughs> no one's noticed I guess no one knows my name but I
1: guess no one wants to know my name <laughs> which is funny because when I was at McDonald's for a while I had two name tags um, oh, and I wore yeah. them both at the same time and one of the managers gave out to me <laughs> what Did they, were they both Ken or were they no no they were both Kenneth oh <laughs> Why would so I'm so kind of like And she took She took one back She took one back She was like Give it to me And I was like I was kind of like Well sh- Like wh- uh you know, Who else is
0: going to use A Kenneth name tag They were in McDonald's They were fucking insane And I don't like In any workplace When they're like Oh you lost it Hmm You have to pay for a new one And I love I hate I, It just yeah. It makes no se- Like I love that I love that Where it's like I remember being in McDonald's And they were like You have to pay for one And I was like I'm not buying one they're like you shouldn't have lost your first one and I was like I'm not buying one I'm not gonna buy one I'll go and do it without a name tag they're like you're not able to and I'm like well then give me one you have to buy it I'm not buying it like it's just insane and in fairness in fairness they say that just to scare you and then usually they'll just give you one you know usually they'll just like fucking give you one but still when when, when people fucking it's like I'm not I shouldn't have to pay for a new name tag I work here come on come on you know when it comes to like it's the name tags in there are different they're not like a pin that you can impale your nipple with but they're like they're, it's a magnet so you put one magnet on the inside of your shirt and then that goes on the outside and it is immovable yeah that's cool right and I was like I'll pay a fiver for that <laughs> I was like you can take my money sir that is cool and um But then I never lose it Because it's a good name tag And it just stays there You know It doesn't go anywhere I leave it on my shirt Even in the fucking wash It's there It doesn't go anywhere Uh, So it's totally fine And it's all printed on metal as well So the name doesn't like But you know
1: What is the point of name tags though? Like really Like when you think about it I think of Who needs to know my name? I don't know It freaks me out When someone says my name Yeah It's like I feel very like Personally violated Because I'm like I haven't told you my name yeah like you're a stranger but uh yeah no it's weird because you go who needs to know your name the people you work with the people who you work with will learn your name as demonstrated by the fact i've worked in the place i am now for six months with no name tag and everyone knows my name yeah but um so you're like okay so it's not for them for the customer as a customer yourself i'm sure you've been to shops have you ever felt the need or the compulsion To talk to the person who's serving you and call them by their name. No, because it feels like this is gonna sound weird, but whatever side of it you're on, it
0: feels like flirting. Mm. Like I don't know why, but something about like if it was a girl and then I said, Thanks, Jessica, yeah. It's just weird. You know, and then if it's a guy and I say, Thanks, Carl, and he's like, Do I know you? And I go, No. (laughs) No, who (laughs) are you? It's just weird. And like, I used to do this thing i used to do this thing in mcdonald's where um they'd uh because we had to get them to like tap their card and stuff but then if they needed to put in the card um sometimes they just give me the card to put in i don't know why but there was this one time where they gave it to me and i just read their name on it and then put it in right and then um and then towards it i was like deborah Dwight, deborah do you remember do you and then she was like huh and i was like do you remember me and then she was like I I, I I don't think I do and I was like Liam it's Liam and then she was like I, I, I don't know if uh, and I was like sorry I just read your name on your card and uh, I'm sure that felt like a bit of a fucking violation so don't say my <laughs> yeah she was like she probably never went there again what the fuck <laughs> it was funny for me look whatever it takes to get through those 11 hour shifts yeah. I will let them do if someone at McDonald's wants to punch me in the face I, I'm like that's fair enough you're having a hard day
1: that's fine <laughs> I get it you know, you know what's weird I was in, uh, I was in work and uh well i forget a lot is that like say like you know the way you have to log into mm-hmm. tills like if you're working a job with tills you log in and when you print off a receipt your name is on that receipt so that yeah. way if they come back and they say look i paid this much blah blah oh he was on tills kenneth was mm-hmm. signed in so this guy there's this guy he's, he's kind of nice but he's a bit weird he uh got his like shopping or whatever and then he goes can i have the receipt please and I go yeah sure print it off hand it to him and then I see him looking at it, as some people do, just to, like, check. And he reads down, reads all the way down to the bottom goes, Kenneth, the knowledgeable one. What? And, uh, yeah, no, it was, it's one of those weird things where, like, it's not something I know. But, like, as soon as he said it, I remembered knowing that that's, like, like, you know, what does your name mean? It means the knowledgeable one. Um, And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, I think I remember hearing that when I was a kid. Like, when I was a kid, asking, like, my parents, like, what? does my name mean like why did you pick that they're like oh like it's this and this and it means the knowledgeable one and i was like and then this guy just knew like off the top of his head he just read the receipt and went oh kenneth maybe the knowledgeable one kenneth. and i went maybe huh? yeah
0: maybe his name's kenneth
1: and no no it's not <laughs> no i know his name i don't know i don't know what his name is but i know he's it's no not Kenneth. um had told me his name was Kenneth I would have remembered seeing as I don't remember his name it's not Fair Kenneth <laughs> um, but he goes uh, he goes I have a friend named Kenneth uh, or he goes I had a friend named oh. Kenneth oh <laughs> and he, goes, uh, he goes they found him they found him in the Wicklow no, Mountains stop. Oh my uh, god. he was decapitated oh my
0: god what
1: yeah what is he saying what is he he goes yeah this guy I don't know yeah this, this guy No. know kenneth he got decapitated and found him up in the wicklow mountains well anyway see you later kenneth and this then I is just not laughed.
0: something you say to someone you don't know like oh my god hi sorry i'm having a bit of trouble yeah. with the uh, the cell scan and they're like oh yeah yeah, sorry they put in their fucking thing and i go oh deirdre she goes yeah and i go i i used to know a deirdre yeah yeah um you wouldn't recognize her now her face is uh has been ripped off but Anyway, thanks. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, she got acid like, thrown in her face. Why is
0: he being so? Why is he giving you such a dark <laughs> fucking thing? Like that's
1: insane. Imagine, imagine how ominous that would be though. Like if I if I came in and went, uh, hi, I'm having. Uh, I just wanna. I wanna buy this thing. And you scan it and I go, oh Liam. Uh, well, thanks for your help, Liam. I actually know a, a guy named Liam. Um, yeah, he got his face burned off by acid. I hope that doesn't happen to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like even more cryptic. You, you would be like, "I'm dead." Yeah, I am like, going yeah you were like, to "I'm die. dead." This man's like, "Oh, gonna... Ken."
0: Oh, that's funny. I knew a guy called Ken, once, not anymore. See you later, Ken. <laughs> it's like, whoa!
1: <laughs> see you later, new Ken. Oh, what new if, Ken. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, see, I see this thing in a video. Um, <laughs> but if someone if someone came up to you, they were like. Uh, Oh hey Liam, wonder what's gonna happen to you. God. Okay, bye. God. What would what would would you be worried like if, if a stranger, or like even someone you knew, like say it was someone you didn't know, soup, like say it was like someone like from secondary school, yeah. and they bummed and went, Liam. Oh my God, it's you! Like how are you doing? And they went, "Well, Liam, uh, I wonder what's gonna happen to you." Well, I gotta go now. Bye. I, would you be freaked my, my, out? My honest guttural reaction
0: is just, uh, you know, they're a fucking weirdo. Like that's honestly what I think. And like I know that if I think a bit deeper about it, I'm sure you'd be like, Wow, what could it mean? But I'm too sceptical to believe in any of that stuff. I think I think just in my head I'd be like freak.
1: Then I <laughs> then I move on.
0: <laughs> like get out of my face. But that,
1: yeah, like I, I like if someone said that to me, I wouldn't think that like like faith or like, you know, superstitious wise something's gonna happen, they're gonna do something to me. Yeah. Like Yeah. You're gonna murder me. All right, bam. Is right. Is there anything else you want to talk
0: about? I'm trying to think. Was there anything else I had on my brain? Or
1: yeah, uh, I had one 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 little topic I wanted. Oh to yeah, yeah, to the media about. thing. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So this this one thing I wanted to talk about was basically how there are there's certain like trends I guess that I'm noticing, uh, in like kind of media, like social media, the things that I will say I understand them and I respect them, but I I hate them like like mm-hmm. with a passion i hate these things so you're probably thinking what are you talking about like you crazy person um you crazy fucking cat what are you, you cra- what are you on about you crazy you person fuck off w- <laughs> stop it i wonder what's going to happen to you crazy person bye um <laughs> you fucking freak get <laughs> um but yeah no so uh, the thing i'm talking about so so you you're a big tiktok guy right mm-hmm. yeah you don't like where this is going no so you're you're I a mean, tiktok guy i'm not a big tiktok guy i want to be a big tiktok guy uh, um... yeah yeah that's that's what i mean like but you're big <laughs> into tiktok like you enjoy working. yeah so so you're you're like tiktok so you probably know what i'm talking about but it's also it's starting yeah. to bleed over into like certain like you know like youtube and like just anywhere you can kind of put videos on where it's basically um it's almost like this weird like new wave of like minimalism Uh, in the sense that someone is creating uh, like a sketch oh the Mm -hmm. best example is there's me and i just look like me and then there's my girlfriend and it's just me with a tea towel on my head
0: yes oh yeah that's a direct reference to me uh that's
1: yeah well okay you didn't do that like i'm fairly certain you saw other people do that
0: you didn't invent that oh sorry 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 i thought you meant like just in general people are doing that but yeah no i get what you mean yeah
1: yeah so like 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 in general yeah people are putting like tea towels on their heads and like that's yeah. the girl or um and and you're like okay it's supposed to simulate hair and like maybe i'm thinking too much mm-hmm. but it makes sense mm-hmm. it makes sense in the in the sense that when it's the same way like a wig which is you know fake hair a towel or a detail is has some of the same quality so that's then we move on to like um, more like abstract things where it's like there's me and I just look like me and I'm talking to my friend and it's just uh, like me with a box on my head. And you're like, that doesn't really, that's not anything. It doesn't represent anything. Like I was watching a film or I was watching a film, I was watching a video and it was like a guy and he was going up (laughs) to like, uh, he was like the bank manager or something and all the bank, it was, and it was two different people, but his bank manager costume was you know when you go on an airplane and you get those little like uh crescent shaped pillows for your neck yeah He was wearing one of those but he uh a sticky note on the front of it that said manager yeah okay. right? but but it's one of, it's one of those weird things where i i understand that with this new wave of like tick tock and youtube stuff everyone can make videos and they're making them on their phone so there's no production value like they've got no money to put into yeah. these videos so they're just telling a story with what they have and because they can't afford multiple actors, they just use themselves. How do you differentiate between yourself and a different character? You do, you know, put a towel in your head and box. So yeah. I understand it. And to a certain extent, I can even respect it. Um, like the simplicity of it that, yeah, you know, I can imagine a more conventional video. You're like, oh, I need to think of how to do... Uh, like, if I were to do, like, like, a manager, I would get, like, my desk, and i put on, like, a shirt and a tie, and would get, like, pens and stuff. Mm. Like, oh, I need to check this. And they just rub an apple on it, and they're like, the apple is the... It, it could be anything. Like, so I, I can respect the, the the way in which they use things, but I also fucking hate it. Like, I, I despise Yeah, I could feel it. that
0: coming. I could feel that coming, because it sounded like you had a hard time complimenting it. <laughs> I guess... In in an in, in an abstract sense I can respect
1: <laughs> There's no respect there at all. But it's interesting, I think, because when you think back on like where we are now, like in terms of popular yeah. like media like, like films and television, it's all like realism, mm. it's all very realistic. And yeah. I suppose with the kind of technology and the production quality that are out there, it just it almost seems like a given that if you go to see a film, the film you see should seem like a clip from real life. And if it doesn't meet those standards, mm. it's not a good film. Like realism has, for some reason, become a big part of what we need to watch. But when you think back mm. to it, like when you think back to like silent films, like the turn of the century, there's no sound. Yeah. And it's a similar kind of thing where you can't have dialogue that explains who people are. So if you have a prisoner, they're going to dress up in yeah. black and white stripes. And if they rob a bank, they're going to take a big bag with the money you know it's a similar kind of thing where you just go for the simplest prop that though it's not realistic though a bank manager doesn't wear a a cushion on his head it tells the story in like a frame in an instant you know exactly what you're watching and it's an interesting kind of thing and that's why i kind of respect it in that sense that it's like it's not something new in the in the sense that when a new medium comes we can't tell stories in the same way and you have to find one so like when like Even if you look back on like older films, some of the like sets and stuff clearly like it it seems like a lot of places took their um, inspiration or took their experience from like theater. And it looks like it's like a a stage set and they're performing. And really, I mean, really like a a show, you suspect you should be able to just end your disbelief to a certain effect. And enjoy the performance mm. and the story and not worry so much about yeah. the setting. Whereas now, I don't know, and like when it comes to like T V shows and films and stuff, like if there was if you watched uh like a film and it was set somewhere and it was quite clearly like a set, I think mm. it would like people would be like, Oh, it's terrible some realist, like the you know, production quality's yeah. terrible. But you're kinda like, What's wrong with that? Like if it's a if it's a really well scripted thing, shouldn't the focus be on the script and the performance? But um yeah, so that that's my kind of that's that's my thought. I don't know what because, yeah. But as I said, bringing it back to this, like although I can respect it and it, we can see it in history how we've slowly moved towards realism as the technology is caught up with our ability to do that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's. I just sometimes I just think it's lazy. Like like, at least with like the money, like the dollar sign. Like obviously we know there's never going to be a big brown bag with a dollar sign on it that brings money to banks but it's so synonymous it's so instantly recognized because of stuff like this but i feel like there's nothing like that happening there's nothing like there you go that makes sense it's just stupid things stupid things like on heads
0: with with like here's the thing people now have the ability to do more than these big studios at home like i was listening to the blind boy podcast and he was saying that he doesn't get invited on TV shows and stuff like that as much to talk about the podcast. Because what happens? You know, he goes on and he says, I'm doing exactly what you're doing, except I edit it all. I produce it all. I do mm. everything. Full editorial control. And I I, I I, create this podcast, and it gets more listeners than you. You know? Yeah. And it's like... And then the advertisers for the TV show hears that and then goes, what the... You know? But, but then here's the thing as well. So we have the ability to make this stuff like, what, you, you've got a mic, I've got a mic, I've got the editing software, we're recording it. That's a, that's a podcast setup and the problem is that we're producing the same thing that radio stations and stuff are getting paid so much money to produce. But yeah. then the flip side of that is like, although we have that ability, it, 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 it's like, it's not very quickly attainable, you know, I can't, we can't record this and then throw it up, I need to go through it, I need to edit it, if, if, I, if I want to make a, a short film for something like that, I can do it, but it takes a lot of time, whereas these people who are making TikToks, making these things online, all that stuff, they can film it within, like, 15 minutes, they can create a, a, a one minute long video that is going to go viral, you know, and then it can be those stupid sketch stuff. And here's the other issue as well with TikTok and stuff like that. TikTok has an algorithm as to what it pushes videos as, you know. Mm. And, and, and people don't really know what that algorithm is, which is why they kind of don't know what to do. But what they recommend is that you post on TikTok at least three times a day, right? It's three different videos. And here's the thing. If you do post three times a day, there's no way of guaranteeing all of those are going to have amazing quality right and then it's like even if you do that do you want one of those to go viral if it's not your best you know so people are just hashing out tons and tons and tons of videos and they're rushing them because they're trying to fit an algorithm so like with the whole bank manager thing with with all that stuff they're doing it in the simplest easiest laziest way because they're trying to hit an algorithm rather than create stuff that they're proud of you know
1: yeah no like it is like i think there's like it takes the creativity out of it and that's why you have like yeah like there's just so much like crap on tiktok um but so much (laughs) yeah like you just have to sift through to find anything like decent but like it's the same on youtube like they changed their algorithm where basically and and i suppose youtube is a bit bigger and everyone kind of has a bit of a better grasp on it but it's like that where if you were to post it's like you if instead of posting one video a week that gets nine million views it would be better if you posted three videos a week that got 500,000 views. You know, like smaller amount yeah. but more regularly, but more watch time. So if you did mm. if you did a 2-minute video that got 20 million views, it probably wouldn't make as much money as if you did like three or four 10-minute videos that got, mm. you know, 300,000 views. So nowhere near as many views, but people watched it for longer. And that's the kind of thing with YouTube. But I don't know. Have you? Have you, uh, Do you watch much YouTube nowadays? I do. I do. I, 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 less now, but I do keep up with like you
0: know the people that I like, people who are entertaining. Yeah. Um. I've I've come away from some sort of um, some some kind of, uh. I, I guess I'll call them. Uh, what would you call it? Quantity creators, where they're just making a lot. Yeah. Like, and I'm moving more to like my favorite two YouTubers at the moment are uh, Cody Coe and Noel Miller. They're brilliant. They're they're just comedians. Yeah. And they're fun. They're fucking fantastic. They got a podcast as well. They're just, they're, and I think that their humor is really well thought out. And they put they don't upload a lot, so the, effort, the videos they do put up are really fucking good. Like, yeah. so I'm watching that. But do you? You don't really watch too much YouTube, do you?
1: Um, I do a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I would say, have you noticed that possibly when you're on YouTube, you're scrolling on your app, there's a lot more of um They're like uh, community stories or like like polls. It'd be like, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you know why that is? I, I don't. OK, so here's here's a little bit of fact now. I do, uh, so there's this YouTuber I watch called The Spiffing Brit, right? And he does uh, mm-hmm. he does games. But he, his whole thing is he plays games uh, that are broken. Uh, and nice. But, yeah, basically what that means is so say you have a game like um like he plays like Civilization, where it's a strategy game and he says, You mm-hmm. can play st- Civilization, but there's a thing in it. It's not a hack, it's not, you know, anything like wrong with the game. It's just if say if you play a certain class and you know what you're doing, you can get more money in the game than you know, you are reasonably expected to do so. Um, but it's something—it's like an exploit, like uh, like a loophole, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. um. But he does this, but he posted one about YouTube, right? And this, this will kind of put it into context. So he said, basically, YouTube, uh, is obviously like a company, and they have the algorithm, but they can control how powerful something along the al- algorithm gets. Oh, they introduced this new feature, which was like the YouTube community features and the stories and the polls and stuff like that and nobody used them they put all this money into developing them and showing them and and no one was using them partly because people didn't know how to use them or they didn't really see the use so youtube kind of fixed it so that if you did use these community tools Mm. that post you made got seen by more people but people still weren't using them so it it kind of culminated in the fact that where they just kept pushing the power i guess of these things so that if you put a a poll up of like what is you know this and if you put in all the like like you know you could just put up a poll that was like you know uh pewdiepie you know logan paul blah 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 you know all the really big like stuff and he was like he was like look here's a poll i put up i have he's like at the time i had eight hundred thousand subscribers but it was seen by like 8 million people or something. You know, it was like ridiculous where he's like, people who have no idea who I am or what my channel is, is seeing my community post because YouTube pushes them so much in the algorithm. So you'll see a lot of people, uh, like a lot of channels I've noticed are doing that now. They're all doing these polls because it's pushing their channel yeah. way, way further than it could have ever been pushed by just putting up videos. Um, That's insane. Yeah, so there's like a lot of stuff like I happen in my, YouTube at the moment.
0: I guess it's weird because even like you know, I was on YouTube for a bit and I didn't really see any success and and then I was doing you know I didn't do it for long enough. That's fair enough. Um, but I just didn't. I just it just felt very futile at the time. It took a lot of time you know to do. Um, but also on TikTok, like I mean, I got I think that video that I made now is sitting around like a hundred and thirty thousand views and. It's insane because I put up one yesterday and it's got like 20 and it's been 12 hours. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just insane that it's, I don't know what, how, I don't know how any of that makes sense, but here's the thing. Every now and then someone will do something and it'll just hit the algorithm right there. It'll be at the right time. It'll be a good video for watch time and stuff like that. It'll be using hashtags and all this business and it'll just boom, skyrocket, right? And then they might get a lot of followers. They might start getting more consistent views, blah, blah, blah. but it's like it's like what if that's someone's first video mm. you know they come in and they just hit it and it just feels unfair it just it's like it makes no sense and also it's like it's encouraging you to put less work into things and then you will get more views blah 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 blah, blah, blah. right there's, there's things on TikTok that I see and it's incredible like the editing the filming people are full on professionals on there doing these amazing little things but they won't get any mm. credit for it because they can't make three of them a day You know and it's it's uh, i wish it i wish it rewarded good like video content more so than uh you know but then the biggest youtubers in the world right say for example the the first ones i think of are like the sidemen they they have about roughly i think like 10 channels between them and all of them put out videos nearly daily And they're all professional quality because they hire editors and then they hire filmmakers and then they hire, you know, uh, like they they might even hire people to come up with video ideas for them. Then they do collaborations and they do so much stuff. And it's a full time job that they have Mm. just to be able to sustain where they're at and also to get there as well. It's insane. So anyone who's starting off has no hope because, like I said, you have the ability to make that professional stuff at home, but you don't have the time to commit to something that you're not being paid for to make it, so it's it's a futile attempt. It, it's too it's too hard to gain any of that stuff unless you get lucky, hit the algorithm. But then it's like, what do I do now? I got to upkeep this, otherwise I'm going to lose it, and I need to put all this time into it. And oh it's just it's insane. And also, fucking, how much do people get paid by sponsors?
1: It depends. Like it depends on um, like how many, how many views, yeah, like get. pretty much, like how many views you get because uh like similarly like to anything like in the same way traditional media works is you're going to a sponsor and you're saying listen i can i get this many people per week or whatever listening if you give me an ad and i do that that'll be this many people hearing your ad and what's that worth
0: well it's starting to really fucking piss me off ken because i get a lot like i mean i was listening to a podcast and i think most of it was was just like Guys, we just want to take a second to talk about keeps. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeps is a great hair loss, stri- and it's like, okay, great. They get back and they go. So anyway, uh, back to what we were saying. But before we do get back to it, me undies. Yeah. And they go on. I'm like fucking. And then Dollar I watch YouTube Club. videos, and I will get, I will get two unskippable ads back to back before the video even starts. Eighteen seconds and I'm like, I'm each. Not, yeah. Yeah. I'm not fucking bothered. And and then I was I so I've paid for Spotify. I've taken the jump and I'm now paying for Spotify, okay? I did it because I didn't want to fucking listen to ads anymore about Spotify while I'm listening to Spotify, right? Because it would be like, I'm on the app and it's like, listen to Spotify. And I'm like, I am, I am. <laughs> but I'm listening to Spotify and then I'm listening to the Blind Boy podcast and halfway through he go and then it's like, now TV. And I'm like, wait, I paid for Spotify, but that's in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Because yeah. he got sponsored sponsor within that. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I I'm, I don't want to be advertised. I'm paying for it. I'm already paying for it. And the amount of times a day YouTube asks me if I want to do YouTube premium for a free month, I don't. I yeah. just don't. Yeah. Stop asking me. There's no stop asking me button. There's just a skip for now button. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, Which is like... basically me saying, check in again in a month. Yeah. I don't want it then either.
1: Well, I, th- I actually really like that about the Spotify ads because, because they are so like, expertly irritating i think that's their marketing strategy is that they're like well they're already listening to spotify so we don't need to advertise the brand we just need to annoy them so much that they pay for it out of frustration and it works because it is it's they are the most irritating like you know nail on the chalkboard like you know ads that just force you to buy it and it works so that's their marketing
0: and they have all these songs in the ads mashed together really badly yeah that don't go together like it'd be like like Spotify premium Listen to songs just like And then it'll be like I'm a lonely bitch Super hello from the other side Motherfuckers When I come down And I'm like Will you stop shoving all these genres I know you're trying to hit someone who's like Oh fuck I love Adele I'm gonna pay You know And here's the thing The only The only advertising That recently I've been like It actually affected me In like a positive way And I've been like I might get that Is during the Blind Boy podcast He talks about how he just wants to be paid for the work he's doing for the podcast and that he doesn't take advertisements because he wants to have full control over the podcast so on so on so on but then i hear an ad for now tv in the middle of it and i'm like well then and it's gone and it's just gone zip and i don't want to do it anymore um it just seems it's just oh well as you can tell i'm slightly annoyed by it uh only a little and then even here's like here's Mm. the bare bones of it I've been playing chess online, Kenny. And I enjoy it. It's fun. It's fucking chess, right? I'll play one game. I'll play two games. Then I'll go, okay, I'll play one more. (laughs) Then it'll go, buy premiumchess.com club. And it goes, try free for seven days. And I'm like, can you fuck off? Just let, it's, what are you doing? Oh, I don't know. If it was like pay for chess lessons or some shit like that, I'd be like, oh, fair enough. So I can get, you know, better. But they're like, if you want to play again today, just, uh, quick fiverr i'm like fuck off like let me just do it like it's annoying the internet's getting more annoying Do you have a problem paying for services i'm paying for wi-fi i pay it. for most of my fucking accounts on things already and it's like just one thing that here's the, okay here's the thing here's what's all coming down to tv and television are becoming obsolete yeah right they're totally becoming obsolete i watched the full se- yeah. series of fleabag uh on prime video right i'll watch stuff on netflix on my computer i don't need my tv anymore and besides i actually don't like it i don't want to go on and be told what to watch i want to pick what to watch you know and i don't like it's only certain times tv is becoming obsolete right so now everything online it's like not only is it realizing that it is the main thing but they're they're really monetizing it hard and that's fine because they need that right but did you know that in a couple years there's going to be no more tv license and it's going to be like A broadcast license. So instead of paying for your TV. You're going to pay for like
1: how many screens. Well well, you're supposed to do that now. Like if you have a phone. Or a laptop. You're supposed to pay a TV license for that. Because you could potentially get the RTE player on it. Which is ridiculous. It is Um, ridiculous.
0: Like what is that? There's so many bills. There's so many bills that. I know. That as soon as I move out. That are going to really piss me off. Like I was just thinking. I was like. Why. I was like why do I pay. A tax on owning a house. Like, why do I have to pay yearly for owning a house? Why yeah. I've already bought it from you? Why? Why am I paying you again? And just some. Why am I giving you some of my paycheck? It's my fucking office chairs for someone. Like, I mean, just stop it. But um, look, that's just because I'm poor now. When I'm I'm a temporarily embarrassed millionaire. Yeah, yeah. And when I'm rich, I won't give to the poor, but <laughs> I'll. I'll, I'll pay my taxes and not worry about it you know ah fuck anyway we should leave nice. it there. <laughs> <laughs> ahead, sorry i really fucking went off on that one that was a bit
1: <laughs> that was good keep it all in keep it all in
0: <laughs> i don't know why it pissed me off so much i guess i guess just because I've, I've just been i've just been taking in a lot of that stuff recently like uh, in hmm. work and stuff like bored. i've just been consuming a lot of uh, like media and it's Mm -hmm. just oh fuck i don't know it's just really getting at me recently um but look okay we'll leave it there kenny like where are you in the office right now because we meant to talk about it this week we didn't talk about it too much
1: yeah we talked about it a little bit well as i said the one of the last episodes i seen was uh andy just did sweetie todd so that means i think i think actually i just started season seven so
0: well there's a fantastic um scene with andy and I think when you see it, you'll know what it is. But we got to talk about it. So maybe by the next time you watch, you uh, we record something, well, we'll give it give back. me a
1: hint in case in case I've already seen it. Uh, there's singing. Okay, he sings a lot.
0: Yeah, but there's this one scene in particular that I just fucking love. You'll you'll love it. You'll you'll know it okay. and you'll love it. But um, okay. all right, we'll leave it there for now. Um, this is a, this is fun. I think we didn't have too we didn't have too steady of a plan, but we just sort of flowed and ebbed, and it was nice. But before yeah. we go, we will do this.
1: Do you have an instrument or anything that makes noise? What's an
0: instrument. I've got a, Do you have a ruler?
1: No. A Ruler. Do you have a ruler. Yeah. No. Oh. I've got a hanger. Is that. Hanger. Does it make noise? Uh, it can. Okay. You've got sixty seconds to make a song, a recognisable tune, using only the hanger.
0: Done. Okay. Give me two seconds. All right. One sec.
1: Yep. I got the hanger.
0: <laughs> sixty seconds. Like starting now.
1: Uh. Okay. Starting
0: now. Sing. Sing it. Shotty, you're a young boy. Right a thing and I You notice I couldn't actually do it at the same time as singing. I was like ruining it. <laughs> I like missed a beat of... I somehow missed one of those. Here's another one.
1: Do you know what it is? First things, first time. Yeah. of I also like that you thought... Queens Freddie Mercury would would use the word shoddy, like the thing that Justin Bieber says. <laughs> what does he say, buddy or something? I oh, he says say buddy, shoddy. Yeah. <laughs> shoddy oh with you? <laughs> Do you know what
0: I know that from? I know that from. Uh, I, I I first heard that song when I watched. I think it was like Robin Hood and his Merry Men or something, and they're having like a dueling battle. And I was like, no, oh, no, no no, 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 no. It's a Knight's tale. tale. A night's Tale, yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's what I know that from.
1: Uh, so <laughs> I didn't know it was in.
0: Shudder, you're a young boy, good boy, can I make a fan.
1: That's one of my favorite films. Um, and I used to watch it good when film. I was a kid. Yeah, I used to watch it when I was a kid, but I never understood. Because like, I remember that as a kid. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I never got like all the weird references. Like, She made a suit of armor. She puts like Nike symbols on it. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what
0: the storyline is at all, but I just remember them having a joust and one of the things breaks and then they put a fist on the end of it. Um, he puts a fist but it's a fake fist and it has a spike on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all that's all I know. But uh yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well uh what do you have around your room?
1: Well I have I have an actual instrument, I have a guitar, or I have a hairbrush. Or, okay, how about um, this? how about this? Kenny, you play the
0: guitar and then I'll do a shout and you give us a little outro on the guitar. Guys, I want to thank you for being here this week. Thank you for coming and listening, however you're listening. Um, We hope you continue. to Have a great day, great week, great everything. And um, if you haven't heard the first one, then please, or even the second one as well, go back, have a listen, swim around in the podcast, see what you think. And uh, yeah, lovely. All right, have a great day. Kenny's going to play us out.